Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 5 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Stories of the New Testament, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 12 examines Matthew chapter 24, The Sign of Thy Coming and the End of the World. Part A. In last week's podcast, we examined Matthew 24 as it related to the destruction of the temple and the destruction of Jerusalem. Over a million Jews were killed. Most of the rest were scattered, and the nation of Israel ceased to exist. The Roman conquerors built an arch in Rome celebrating the plunder of the temple. The Arch of Titus still exists today. In this podcast, we shall discuss the prophecies of Jesus relating to the second coming and the end of the world. All this is given as Jesus sits on the Mount of Olives with his disciples, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, who had come to him privately. As Jesus speaks, they are overlooking the great temple which stood in all of his majesty. It must have been difficult for the apostles to believe that in just 40 years, not one stone would sit upon another. As reported last week, we have two views of the event. One is prophetic, as prophesied by Christ. The other is secular, as recorded after the fact by the Jewish historian Josephus. We can look at the signs of the second coming of Christ and the end of the world in both religious and secular terms. Eventually, everything turns political. Today we are living in the signs of the times. We have the point of view of Josephus as well as the point of view of Jesus and all the holy apostles and prophets who spoke of our day. Let's examine Matthew 24 as it relates to the second coming and the end of the world. At this moment, Israel has been attacked by Hamas, who inflicted excruciating acts of terror on innocent Jews. And now, war is raging as a polarized world looks on in judgment, some calling for the annihilation of Israel. Christ could be addressed in this moment, when 2,000 years ago he said, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. That is an incredibly bleak prophecy. In the above, five things are prophesied. 1. Nation shall rise against nation. 2. Kingdom against kingdom. 3. Famines. 4. Pestilences. 5. Earthquakes. It appears that the world will engage in World War III. The above can fall under four classifications, all but one related to war. 1. Man-made wars, nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. 2. Human deprivation caused by lack of food, 
lack of supplies, all a product of a world war. Three, imbalance of nature, causing fatal epidemic diseases. This could be man-made, such as lab-created chemical warfare, or it could be from insects or animals or pollution and lack of medicine. And four, natural disasters such as earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis. What makes prophecy difficult to pinpoint is that all those things are already happening. COVID, with its nefarious origins, is still a threat. Despite modern technology and so-called modern enlightenment, those disasters above have increased in intensity in our lifetime. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. John the Revelator also prophesied of the above event. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters. There is a parallel element that cannot be overlooked. It is this. The backdrop of the above is that it occurs immediately prior to the second coming of the Savior. Both the increase in evil of the world and the intensifying of the spreading of the true gospel occur at the same time. In fact, the book of Revelation can be seen as an extension of Matthew 24. Obviously, we cannot cover the entire book of Revelation here, but notice how the following prophecies of John directly relate to Matthew 24. Revelation 14.8 And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Babylon represents the world. Clearly, an economic fall will occur. John continues. Revelation 14.9 And the third angel followed him, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand. John clearly explains the role of the beast referred to above. Revelation 13, 6-18 And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. John is speaking of a one-world economy, probably a one-world banking system with a one-world currency, all controlled by a very few people. That all happens just prior to the second coming of Christ. The beast above was the second beast. The first beast shows a one-world government. Revelation 13, 1-4 And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. 
And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the earth wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? John warns us not to worship the beast. Revelation fourteen nine through 12 And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead, or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. According to John, immediately following the above, Christ comes. Revelation fourteen thirteen through 14 And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. The Lord calls upon his followers to intensify their efforts. Revelation fourteen fifteen through 16 And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. It is then that Christ separates the sheep from the goats, and there will be a great cleansing. Revelation fourteen seventeen through 20 and another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Clearly, if we want to understand Matthew 24, we must study the book of Revelation. In Revelation, God gives a name to the great battle that occurs just before he returns. It is called Armageddon. 
Revelation 16.16 And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. The details of the Battle of Armageddon are gruesome. Revelation 16.1-4 And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters and they became blood. Think of the above in terms of the four classes mentioned earlier. 1. Man-made wars. 2. Human deprivation. 3. Imbalance of nature. And 4. Natural disasters. Those who fought against the saints will be punished when Christ comes to cleanse the earth. Revelation 16, 5-9 And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art, and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged us. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. It is very clear which side of the battle we should be on. The winning side will be those who follow Christ. Revelation sixteen ten through 11 and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. The world will look for scientific reasons to explain the wars, the famines, the imbalance of nature, and the natural disasters. That will give them an excuse to deny God. The faithful will look for revelation and spiritual explanations. Revelation sixteen twelve through 14 And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. The media will cover the above events all in secular terms. Only those who believe in the revelations of the Bible will understand the underlying spiritual causes. Remember that Christ has not yet appeared. The above will all appear like natural causes as they fall under the four classifications mentioned. However, Christ directs this to his followers. Revelation 16:15 
Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. The faithful will see even the natural disasters as a sign from God. Revelation sixteen seventeen through 20 And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven, from the throne saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. In the final image of Revelation, what appears to be a natural phenomenon is probably a metaphor for the bombs caused by modern warfare that we are so familiar with. Revelation 16.21 And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blaspheme God because of the plague of the hell, and the plague thereof was exceeding great. A talent in New Testament times weighed about 130 pounds. That would be some hailstone. Certainly it is metal, the results of bombs, not natural weather conditions. Please join us next week as we continue to discuss the sign of the second coming of Christ and the end of the world, as presented in Matthew 24. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.